Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the New Story Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, JP, and I'm a longtime fitness industry veteran. I started as a personal trainer, and now I'm a gym owner, and I also own an online nutrition coaching business. Over the years, I've accumulated a lot of knowledge, and it's the goal of this podcast to share it with you to help you meet your fitness and physique goals. So I hope you find this content valuable. Stay tuned and enjoy. Hey, everybody. Today's episode is going to be about the scale, the dreaded bathroom scale. So, you know, in my coaching, I do use the scale as as a daily check-in. And me personally, I I use the scale as a daily check-in. Now, this gets really really messy when we put all of our emphasis on the scale, really to validate our progress, um, you know, the process we're using and, and, and our results and ultimately ourselves. So, you know, what I want people to, to use the scale for is data. And the reason we do it daily as opposed to weekly is because you're going to see a trend more accurately week over week and month over month when you weigh it in daily. Um, you know, one thing that you'll see when you weigh yourself and you look at look at it on a graph, which you know every app will do, um, is it doesn't it doesn't go down in a straight diagonal line. You know, weight loss doesn't look like that. Some people it kind of looks like like waves where it goes down and then kind of peaks back up and then down and peaks back up. So like waves on a on a diagonal. And some people, it looks like steps, where it's just it's going sideways, going sideways, and then plunk, just comes down. Sideways, sideways, plunk, just comes down. Um, and that's that's frustrating because it doesn't work how you want it to or how you expect it to. And it takes a lot longer than, you know, than you'd like. So, you know, really what, what we want to achieve by daily weigh-in is seeing the trend and the, the longer that you do this and the more you pay attention um, to the trend, what you're going to see is with this sort of assumes that you're consistent, by the way, and consistency is the buy-in to achieve long-term results on anything. Um, but assuming that you are consistent, what you're going to see is that you're going to be your lowest at on the same couple of days each week. Uh, you know, so for example, Monday, I'm going to do a heavy squat day. Uh, Tuesday bench, Wednesday a pulling day, Thursday off, Friday a, a you know a, pr- a pressing day, and Saturday uh, a cardio day. Uh, and so what I'm actually expecting is Sunday or Monday morning when I've been away from activity, that's when I'm going to start to trend my lowest. One of the things that people don't understand is when you're putting in more effort. And you're like, yeah, man, I squatted today. I smashed my legs. I did all this single leg work. My butt's on fire. I followed it up with it with ab work, um, you know, and I went for a run in the morning. You've created massive amounts of damage in your body, inflammation. And, and so basically the result of that is you're going to, you're going to be puffy, right? Inflammation is heat and water. Um, so you're going to carry extra weight. The day that you do a thousand sit-ups is the day that your abs look the worst and you weigh the most. So it's actually giving your body time away from that, that high activity, whether it's high volume or intensity, um, 
to settle down, to get rid of the byproduct in your muscle, to shed the water, um, that you'll start to, you know, look better in the mirror. So that is one thing to consider is your hardest training day, that day and the day after, you're very likely going to be your heaviest of the week. It's as training, um, you know, tapers through the week, which is how I have it programmed for myself um, and the folks I work with. Um, is when you're going to see weights start to taper down. So that is a long-winded way of, of, of saying that, yeah, we want to weigh in daily so we can see what the trend is week over week and month over month. And then the intra-week trend of which days you're going to be your lowest is, is start con- going to be um, consistent over time. So yeah, that's, that's what the scale helps us achieve. Um, now let's kind of put the put the scale on the back burner for a second and look at other ways to to measure progress and things that I want to check in on weekly. Um, so the first one is photos. And no matter who I ask this question to, the answer is always like an obvious, well, yeah. So the question is, if I could just snap my fingers and you would look instantly how you wanted to look, totally shredded, well-muscled, crazy tan, right? To get those frosted tips you've always wanted and a sweet barbed tattoo. Do you care how much you weigh? And the answer is always no. Yet we put so much weight and so much emphasis on what the scale tells us. So that's why I like photos. Photos to me are pretty much the the ultimate um, progress tracker. And that's that's ultimately like when you're done with your with your transformation, your diet, your whatever, you hit your goal, you don't post a photo of the scale. <clears throat> on Instagram, you post a photo of yourself in the bathroom flexing super hard to show your results. I guess some people post a photo of the scale, but no one gives a shit, right? You want to see the person. You want to see the transformation that's occurred in them, not how the data has changed. At least that's not the first thing you want to see. If you're kind of a you know, fitness nerd like I am, I do want to see the data, but you want to see the person, the visceral change that they have achieved through months of of hard work and consistency. So photos are the biggest thing. Now, here's how you take good photos for progress. The same day every week. If you're always eating sushi on Sunday and so you have soy sauce and you're salty and bloated on Monday, don't take them on Monday. Take them on Wednesday. Pick the same day every week. You wake up, you go to the bathroom, you close the bathroom door, you turn the light on, you take photos front side back. You make sure that you are in the same frame every week so you can compare your results accurately. Some people like to do a quad flex, get the legs in there. Personally, from the waist up is is, is really where I think the magic happens, you know, from the front, the side, the back. And that's it. That's it. Consistency every week, taken the same way, same lighting. That's why it's in the bathroom, door closed. Even if you don't feel like it's the most flattering lighting or whatever, consistency is what's going to allow you to see the differences from week to week. So if your photos look different every week because of lighting and positioning and a camera and all that stuff, it's going to be really, really hard to tell. So that is how you take good, consistent photos. That's also how you ensure that you're collecting good data when you check in. If that's your check-in day, well, you're going to wake up, go to the bathroom, weigh yourself, take your photos, take your measurements. Boom, done, done, done. Um, which brings us on to the next thing, measurements. You can do a ton of different measurements, um, but for simplicity's sake, I like chest, just a, a tape measure right at the nipple line, and then uh, waist, tape measure at the belly button, and then hips, the biggest part of your bum, basically. 
so that that's you know that's measurements and one of the interesting things about how the body um the body responds to fat loss is inches inches very often especially closer to the end of the process will move before weight so when you start any sort of fat loss thing you're going to lose a few pounds of water weight right away especially if you cut out things that are really inflammatory like obvious things like sugar and booze um, but towards the end of the diet, you'll see some inches move some weeks and pounds won't, but pounds follow inches. Inches are a bigger win. So if your photos are looking better and your measurements are looking better, the scale will move or you have traded fat for muscle, in which case that's a win. So those two things are better than a movement on the scale. Um, the next thing is how do your clothes fit? You've got a pair of pants that used to be a little bit tight and now they're fitting better, but the scale hasn't moved. You are changing shape. You are changing body composition. It is working and you're more comfortable in your own clothes. Got to tighten up that belt a notch, you know? Um, so those are, those are the indicators that I like to use. Um, performance in the gym isn't necessarily a great indicator because as you're in a, a fat loss phase and you're in a, a calorie deficit, um, performance is not expected to go up because that's not the purpose of the phase. So as far as, as I'm concerned, photos, uh, measurements, how your clothes fit and, uh, and then the scale. And then of course, like, are you getting comments from other people? You getting, you are, you're turning some heads walking down the street, you know, <laughs> you're putting out those look good, feel good vibes. Um, so there are a lot of ways to do it. Um, now let's talk about how the scale can be manipulated and mess with your head. So things that, that can affect the scale, um, a big one is water, uh, sodium, salt intake, right? Causes water retention, carbs, again, water retention, um, and then inflammation from exercise, not to mention, you know, hormones and monthly cycles. So all of those things can shift weight dramatically. And so what you should expect to see is typically a, a two pound swing in your weight, mm -hmm. and it should be averaging down week over week if things are going well. And, you know, if they're not going well and nothing's changing, that's when I would do a dive into, okay, well, let's look at the big five movers. What am I not doing? Am I not tracking accurately? Am I not getting out of sleep or steps, et cetera, et cetera. So we want to look at that data because it tells us if we need to make some adjustments. Um, <clears throat> but ultimately, it's the scale isn't the only thing that we look at because it can be so easily manipulated. Now, what is in a pound of fat? It's 3,500 calories. And I used to work at, at Gold's Gym, one of my first jobs as a trainer back in the day. Um, and you'd be in a sales appointment and you would pull out this big rubber hunk that was meant to represent five pounds of fat. And this thing was like ridiculously oversized. And you would actually walk people through the, like the math of calories, like here's how many sessions it's going to take at this intensity to burn this many calories to burn this much fat, which you said is your goal. Um, which was, of course, ridiculous, <laughs> and I hated doing that, um, which is why I didn't last that long at Golds and, um, you know, became a CrossFit coach, um, which, of course, I'm still doing as a, as a coach and gym owner. Um, but it, it, it did teach me that a pound of fat is 3,500 calories. So if you know what you've been eating and the scale jumps two pounds and you had two extra bananas yesterday, you know, how dare you, <laughs> and it's 200 calories you ate, there's no way that you jumped two pounds in body fat, right? That's water. That's inflammation. That's salt. That's something else. But you did not accumulate 
body fat, nor did you lose two pounds overnight. One of the things I forgot to mention um, is actually just undigested food sitting in your stomach. That's also weight. So if you're not particularly regular, if that fiber is low, that can be something that contributes to the scale not moving as well. So hopefully that gives you a, a really good idea of what to look for, you know, how, how to place an importance on the scale versus those other measurements. And my closing thought on this is you really have to embrace the process. You know, it has to be foods that you like to eat, that are easy to cook, that you feel good when you eat, that you can eat, you know, consistently over time. It has to be an exercise program you enjoy. You have to figure out how to sleep. Occasionally you should stretch, you know, figure out you know, how to how to walk, how to get some steps in, how to maintain um, this lifestyle for a period of time, because ultimately that is what is going to make you successful, especially when you hit a week or two where that scale's just not moving. And even though you know that's not the most important thing, it's still in your head, is that the process has to be something that you can stick with and you can maintain over time to achieve the results that you are looking for. So anyway, that's it as far as the scale, why it moves, um, and what else we can we can look for in the meantime? I uh, hope you found some some value in this today. Um, yeah, have a good one, and uh, we'll see you next time.